spouses, parents, or children argue about what a dead person would have wanted come to mind. In pre-Christian Viking tradition, for instance, a dead chieftain would be propped up on a chair with a drink to socialize with his community, while a group of women would be tasked with sewing him fancy, brand-new burial clothing, Zori tells me. As important as it may have been to a given Viking chieftain to be buried in the sickest of cloaks— it was equally, if not more important to those who survived him, who hoped to transmit the scope of his power through his attire. Choosing someone else's burial clothing presents an opportunity for those still living to grieve, to pay homage to the kind of person the deceased was in life, and to honor the communities he or she was a part of. Though many family members and or spouses choose burial clothing on behalf of their dead, in most cases, funeral directors are the ones to dress the body in that clothing. This is something Wild hopes will change. I think the funeral industry as a whole, in professionalizing death care, has made dressing the body seem like it's something super scary, and that professionals need to take care of it. And I think that's one thing we need to give back to the families, he says particularly in an increasingly non-religious culture, Wilde views dressing the body for burial as an opportunity for a meaningful, secular tradition. Dressing a body is something that's very intimate, says Wilde. It's an act of love to dress your dead. Particularly when the outfit is something that reminds us of our loved one, dressing their body could, says Wilde, be a positive, powerful tool in the grieving process. There are, of course, scenarios in which the deceased can't be buried in his or her own clothing, usually because of substantial pre-death weight loss due to illness or inactivity, or weight gain, typically due to swelling from intravenous fluids. That's where burial clothing supplier Ethel Maid comes in. The company was founded in 1931 by a woman named Ethel Coriel, who initially made and sold burial blankets for casket companies. A few years later, Coriel started making burial dresses. Today, Ethel Maid is the largest supplier of burial clothing in the country, selling directly to 5,000 funeral homes nationwide. They sell dresses, negligees, undergarments, and generically respectable suits, all designed to be worn exactly once for a very long time. According to the website, the company employs 48 seamstresses, Ethel Maid sells approximately 10,000 burial garments to funeral homes annually, says current owner Richard Gardinier. 10,000 is a formidable number, though averaged across 5,000 funeral homes, that may amount to just two sold per funeral home per year. Wilde, whose own funeral home buys burial garments from Ethel Maid, says it's not often that they buy from the company. It's probably like once every other month that it'll actually happen. It's pretty rare. And usually, these last-minute outfits are purchased under circumstances most of us hope to avoid, because nothing else fits, or because our relatives find it too overwhelming to go into our closets to find something for us to wear. It's tough to pick, says Gardinier. I've done it, and it's a tough thing to do, to go into somebody's closet and pick out what you think they like. Most people employ some sense of personal taste— however inscrutable, in choosing what they wear. So what do we do when they're no longer able to voice it? How many times have you sent a link to an item of clothing you're sure your friend or partner or sister will love, only to have them laugh in your face? 
we can only ever know each other so well, and in choosing a burial outfit for someone else, there is always the risk that the deceased would have hated it. The only good news is that you probably won't have to hear about it. Perhaps, then, it should be considered lucky rather than morbid to be able to choose one's burial outfit in advance. My great-aunt, several years before she was even close to dying, pulled out a box from underneath her bed to show me what clothes she wanted to be buried in. This dress and the earrings and the necklace, says Zori. She had a really clear idea of how she wanted to be represented in death. She always tried to control things in life, and she clearly didn't want to hand over the decision to us, to her relatives. Here is one last opportunity to define oneself. And maybe it's this ethos that those teenage tweeters are getting at. Bury me in this, meaning this outfit describes...